Welcome to the podcast. We have a great show for you today. We're going to be doing a little bit of catch up as Marty continues to travel. He is now visiting the great city of Chicago. We're going to talk a little bit of COVID news around the Delta variant, as well as the heat wave that's sweeping across our country. And we're going to do a countdown of our top apps and hardware for this summer. I think that you all are going to find some really great tools. All this and more coming up on the Sunday Brunch. Enjoy. Welcome to the Sunday Brunch, a weekly podcast where we talk about the week's tech, science, news, medicine, culture, and then, of course, some nerdy stuff. And I am joined by my good friend and co-host, the one, the only, Dr. Marty. How are you doing, my friend? Where, where are you at in the U.S.? Um, I am right now in Chicago, as you can tell by the lovely skyline that you can't see in my background. Um, I am living my best life, traveling all over the Midwest, and getting a summer cold while traveling. If anybody forgot what that was oh, like, no! I decided to take it head on, um, get sick right away. And now I am supplementing myself with lots of Target vitamin C and lozenges and a hot tea with honey. <laughs> so is that like the uh, sort of the Dr. Marty prescription for what you do with a cold? I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer that, you know, like keeping hydrated is the most important thing and making sure that you eat a lot of different things that have a lot of vitamins on it because like a, a sick body needs more resources to battle everything. So you got, you always, our, our inclination is to not eat very much, but is to provide your body with as many nutrients as possible. I think vitamin C and D are, are usually where I go, but I'm not saying that because I know best. I'm saying that because that's what I tend to do. I also think those kind of remedies that mom and grandma tell you about, like ch chicken soup, whatever variant of that you take, works wonders. Um, and sleep, always sleep. Everyone pretends that sleep is, is a luxury. It's not a luxury, it's necessary. There, I can tell you with confidence, absolutely, you do need to get sleep. And I've been doing that in very odd hours. And that's part of the reason why I got sick, I was having too much fun. So like now I've got this thing, yeah. Well, what about so? What did Mama Marty do when when you got sick? What 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 was the meal of choice? Um, chicken soup was typical, but okay. Um, I'm from Detroit, and in Detroit you have a very particular remedy that only if you're from Detroit do you understand what this is. There is a soda, and in Detroit we call it pop, where you. Um, where it's flavored like a, it's a ginger ale, but it doesn't taste like the ginger ale that you're used to having. It's not like Canada Dry. It tastes like what hipsters know as ginger beer, but we were drinking it in Detroit long before there were hipsters. So it was called Verner's. It's still around, I think. And Verner's is a very, 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 very gingery ginger ale. And what you would do is you would pour ginger ale into a mug and let it go flat and then you would microwave it and make it really hot and it would become like a very strong ginger tea and that would cure everything you had hot verners hot and flat verners like this is such a this is such a detroit thing hot and flat verners for any kind of stomach ailment for any kind of cold if you just needed to sleep at night it's like, do you want some hot verners? Yeah, I'll have some hot verners. This is something that doesn't exist anywhere else. Like, this is something very particular to Detroit that that was we got used to this kind of of, of fix if you were sick. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really interesting because I you know the regional uh, you know you know cures that that people have. Like in in my family, my dad he would make what you know you know he called it his like cocktail. Um, but it was like, it was orange juice 
and it was some <laughs> ice. You know, if your throat was sore, it was like orange juice, ice, bananas. Um, he, he, he would also add like a little bit of ginger to it. And it sounds real funky, but it, it sort of reminded me of like an orange Julius. And so we would get that if our, if our throat was sore. Um, but on the, on the soup side of things, and I don't know, I don't know what, what my mom called it, but she make like, like chicken soup with like those really short egg noodles. Um, uh-huh. but then she would put over mashed potatoes. And for whatever reason, that, that, that was always comfort food as a kid when I was sick. That sounds comforting. You're mixing chicken soup and mashed potatoes together in one hearty meal. That, that should heal anything. Uh, it's like that would heal the world. That would heal the world. <laughs> chicken soup and mashed potatoes. There was, I remember when I was a grad student, there was a study that came out in a journal called Blood, which sounds much more like a horror uh, movie than it actually is. Great you game. Know, great first-person shooter game. Yeah. But, no, it's just, it's just a journal called Blood. It's quite prestigious journal where um, the researchers had studied what does chicken soup actually do to the body or to the immune system. And they found, I think, that chicken soup actually causes neutrophil, I don't know if it's migration or kind of conglomeration. Neutrophils are a part of your innate immune system that are part of the initial attack of whatever is attacking your body. Like they do a pile on at the beginning. But chicken soup seems to help actually trigger this response as opposed to other liquids in your blood. I don't know why this is. I don't know what kind of magical, mystical thing chicken soup and why all of our mothers and grandmothers seem to have known this. Um, Unfortunately for me, where I'm staying with my family, um, it's a young family where nobody has time to make anything. And so chicken soup has not been on the docket unless I'm making it. So I think I'm probably going to have to devote that uh, some time to some chicken soup making while we're having a heat wave in this country because who doesn't like soup when it's 100 degrees outside <laughs> so are when you're there and and when you're feeling better are you going to have some of that famous chicago pizza is that going to happen when when you're there um that's already happened i have <laughs> i have had chicago pizza uh, i've been eating a lot i have not been suffering on the food side of the house and i can still taste everything so, you know, there's this underlying of what does it mean to have a cold uh, during a pandemic uh, when everybody else is telling you that COVID symptoms are, are cold symptoms. And because I've had COVID and because I've since also had the vaccine that kind of replicates the COVID symptoms, I can with confidence tell you that with me, they feel like two very different things. Um, the cold just bites. <laughs> it just sucks. But you know what you're getting every day. So you kind of have this frog in your throat. I can't tell if you notice that I'm now pillow talking to you all. Maybe you're listening to this podcast instead of as a brunch, but maybe as a liner or something later in the day that'll help you fall asleep. I'm willing to do some um, popping noises close to the microphone if that helps. Um, I've got a little bit of a cough. I've got a runny, stuffy nose. Like it's a flipping cold. There's no doubt. When I had COVID, it was like, there's a vice on my head, and I don't feel very well. I can't tell you what. Oh, wait, my back has a vice on it now. Oh, well, nothing's staying inside of me anymore. Oh, I can't smell anything anymore. So, yeah, there, there might be a cough. There might be some sniffles with it. But there was a whole bunch of other stuff, and it happened in a really strange succession of symptoms. With, with a cold, um, and... You know, I have been tested for COVID just to make sure that I don't have it and I don't according to the test. But um, 
you know, just it, it I'm, I'm certain that it's not COVID because it feels so different. And when, when I had been paranoid throughout the year, well, maybe this is COVID, maybe this is COVID, at least with me and, and other people might be different. Nope, completely, completely different experience. This one, it sucks because it's a cold, but it's not really like, I'm not scared. I'm not, I'm not wondering what tomorrow's symptoms are going to bring. And I don't feel like I've been hit by a train. I just feel like I'm, I'm a little crotchety and I want someone to get off my lawn. Is it, so, so, so the question is, is, is it cold or is it COVID? That's, that, that's what's on, the, on our minds right now. <laughs> well, you know, there, there have been stories that have been coming out. And, and I know that, you know, we, we, this could be the forever conversation that we have. Uh, but now colds are a thing again. Because people for 16 months didn't have colds for the most part. And now that we are traveling and we are moving around the country and we're seeing people and kids are back. And this is the worst part. And I got mine from kids. Kids are back in school. They're seeing their friends. They're going to daycares. Those are germ factories. And everybody who was interacting with kids before then was, you know, had a respite of nobody was sick. Even if, you know, like COVID did have its scariness and it's not done. We're still in the woods. But um, now everybody's coming down with colds. So... Um, I'm a trendsetter. You will see that there are more to follow soon. Maybe, Matt, you will get a cold too just to join the club. Uh, but it is pretty common, according to the news, for people to be getting colds right now. Yeah, it's it's interesting you say that because somebody else was talking about how, like, last year they didn't get a cold. They didn't get the flu. They really weren't sick at all. Um, you know, it's like we were wearing masks. We were isolated. We weren't, like you said, you know, kids weren't going to school. We weren't going to work. I mean, we were we were in our nice little bubbles, and so now we're out and about, and so yeah, it's I I you know I feel bad for you. Summer colds are absolutely the worst. So, but speaking of uh, heat waves, um, I don't know about you, but like here in Colorado, we have gotten to about I think it was like 101 and 102 degrees. It has been absolutely miserable here in Colorado, and I am just not a warm weather guy at all. Yeah, this heat wave has really been something. So in the Midwest, it's hot. It's in the 90s. But I have good friends that are in, of course, the LA area. And in Palm Springs yesterday, it got up to 123 degrees, which is the record for Palm Springs. And it's speaking to a new normal of global warming and having hotter summers than ever. And um, there has been a lot of talk about this over time that those areas that have been so desirable because they lack winter are going to not be so desirable anymore. And people are going to be moving toward the northeastern parts of the United States again. Uh, so who knows if we're gonna have kind of these climate shelters in places like Chicago, where everybody before was saying winter was terrible and traveling in the Midwest this, this summer, um, most people said, you know, winter was actually really mild. It was really nice this year. So let's see if um, the boom from L.A. to Denver is actually going to continue from the Denverites moving up into, like, Sioux Falls or some of these other places uh, where they want to get more of that snow and cold and ice climby kind of stuff that, that Denverites tend to like. Yeah, it's just it's just been weird um, because historically here in Colorado, we don't really see high temperatures until July and August. And so for us, it's it's unusually early for us to see one, you know, 101 or 102. 
Um, and, and, and like, I, I'm a, I'm a computer geek. I don't do well in anything except 75 degrees, um, inside my home under fluorescent light. And so, and so, uh, I, I made a trip this week to, uh, visit some colleagues in Southern Colorado and, uh, it's a very arid desert in Southern Colorado. And it felt, it was 102 there. It felt like 110. Um, and I was like, I, I, I ran from my car into the office as quickly as I could because I am just not a hot weather That's person hot. at all. Okay, I have a stupid question for you. How is the city in Southern Colorado pronounced where you were? Pueblo. It is Pueblo. I thought you people, you know, so I said you people, pronounced it Piebla. Some weird, because Coloradans have this weird way of pronouncing a lot of their cities. I it, it, I could be wrong, but I've always referred to it as Pueblo. Um, okay, no, that sounds good to me. I like that. Yeah, and and uh, and, and the people in Pueblo are absolutely great. Uh, I had I had I had a great time down there, um, and also we, you know, when people say you need to talk to the locals about where to eat, uh, Pueblo has some of the best food, and there was a there was a small place that all they do is tacos. And it was the best chicken tacos I have ever had. I mean, it was yeah, it, really? was, it was a great trip. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great, and and it was neat. Um, you know, I think we've kind of talked about on the podcast about getting together with coworkers, but this was kind of a, a nice big uh, get together with with all my colleagues down there, and it, and we were able to you know break bread, have have lunch, chit chat, you know, kind of catch up because we haven't seen each other in over a year. It was it, it was really fun. You know, while we're talking about traveling within the U.S., we've got like this world thing going on in the background. So you have our borders are very open with each other. Um, News came out that Canada is going to continue to close its border with the United States at least until late July, which has got a lot of people angry, uh, especially because it's killing the tourism industry of Canada. But they're having another surge of COVID or they're worried in certain provinces. I guess it's dying down in a lot of them Um, in Europe. They've opened up to American tourists, but they're also getting ravaged by this Delta variant that's going through there. And the U.S. is starting to get this Delta variant to be the prevalent variant, but those that are vaccinated are very protected from this, like very protected. I think the data came out to say that 96% of people with Pfizer and 92% from AstraZeneca um, are prevented from any kind of severe uh, infection from COVID. But now you're getting young people who haven't been vaccinated are the ones who are getting sick. So everybody who's 18 and doing their pre-college trips around the world are trying to just be careful. This is this is a time where um, the world is is kind of divided in between those that have access to the vaccine and those that don't. In the places where it doesn't, you're getting other spikes. And in places even where there's a high vaccination rate, so in the UK, there's 80% of people, adults, are vaccinated, but they're having a surge of COVID and it's with young people, it's with young people. And there's an expectation that might happen here too if young people aren't vaccinated as well. So um, our bubble right now is wonderful. We're having some fun traveling, enjoy it while we can. But remember there are new variants coming and it's gonna take a little while. Being vaccinated is by far the best protection you can have against this thing. And there's my public service announcement, but not to take away from the fun and the necessity that I'm feeling of, of having to get out of my little tiny life that I'd been living for 16 months. I mean, what has it been feeling like for you? You know, you're, you're much braver than me. I mean, I, I still haven't sort of wrapped my head around, uh, traveling yet. Uh, but my, but my husband has a work trip coming up in mid July. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So he's going to be flying, and I'm just still thinking like a road trip would be better. You know, it, it, and our numbers are coming. I mean, our our numbers are very low where I live. Um, I think I think Coloradoans have been have been as uh, responsive as they could be. Um, and, and I know sort of in my bubble, we've all been vaccinated. We, you know, we have been, um, socializing, but I, I just don't know if I'm quite ready to, to board a plane, but I, I do feel like, you know, a, you know, a trip to New Mexico or, or taking a little bit of a road trip, uh, would be, would be good. So I'm, I'm still trying to do some, some planning and, and I got to get out of this studio because I have, because I, I've just been here for, for a little, a little too long. So, so I, I, I think I need to get some fresh air, which is hard for a nerd like me to say. You know, it's, it's fair enough. And the, the travel, um, the whole travel industry, tourism right now, it, it is a little ambivalent. There's a lot of invitation to come and do and be because so many economies are dependent upon it. And in a lot of ways, traveling can be safe if you're smart, safe-ish, I should say safe-ish if you're smart um unprotected but at the same time there's always risks and yeah there's a lot of risk out there there's there's just there's a lot of uncertainty still out there and uh i know we're we're telling ourselves a story that everything's fine i don't know if it's like this in colorado but in chicago nobody's wearing masks i mean very few people are actually wearing masks unless they have to uh michigan nobody was wearing masks it was like, I go into somewhere and now they want to talk to me as if they're like, we're really tight. They come right up next to me without a mask on and be like, hey, sir, how are you doing today? Like, whoa, you really readjusted quickly. We didn't even introduce ourselves. <laughs> like, I don't let someone get that far on the first date. <laughs> Just a little distance, please. Uh, but it's, 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 some people have this very, like, very, uh, abrupt shift back to what they would like it to be. And you know, that's that's not me. That is not how I responded to this. Uh, I know that you are similarly neurotic and you haven't responded to it that way either. But I am grateful to be traveling. And for those that are also grateful to one day be traveling again, um, there are a lot of fun things out there um, that you can do either by road trip and you know going to Pueblo or Piebla. Um, I thought Salida is another one. It always made me laugh. I I, I would say Salida on that one. Yeah. It is it is Salida. Yeah. But I'm like looking at a map. I'm, I'm thinking that's not Salida. That's that, that literally means exit in Spanish, and nobody would pronounce that Salida. That being said, every state has weird ways of pronouncing foreign words. Um, but that that one always got me like Salida. Um, I did a fantastic road trip about uh, ten months ago. Uh, me and a buddy got in our car, and to avoid going to any restaurants, we packed an Instant Pot with us. We went for two weeks. We packed a lot of dried goods, like a lot of rice and beans, and I have apologies to the world for that. But <clears throat> we also packed a cooler full of stuff that was perishable, and everywhere we stayed in an Airbnb, they had fridges. We had three or four Airbnb stops in cities around Arizona. We tried going to New Mexico, too, but it was at a time that New Mexico had closed its, its borders. So... Um, it was a really cool way to travel. Uh, we saved a ton of money on food. And in fact, our food was really good because uh, we both know what we're doing. An Instant Pot, I don't, have you used one? Yes, we've talked about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. <clears throat> Instant Pot on the road is brilliant. It is such a good move. I don't know if you've ever seen, um, I, I know a number of people who I picked up from the airport before who are flying from, from East Asia, specifically from Japan, but I've also seen this from China or Taiwan and Korea, 
um, where I've, I've picked them up from the airport, and they've got one carry-on bag and a rice cooker that they're carrying with them off the plane. And I never understood why the rice cooker came with them until I took the Instant Pot with me on a road trip. She's like, no, this is needed immediately. This You can't... You, you can't negotiate this. Like once I get into my new spot, dinner and lunch and everything will be decided right away and I can do this with dry goods and it will be good and I will live another day. And that is what I found to be the best road tripping accessory was uh, was an instant bot. If you were to take something with you on a road trip, what would your best accessory be? Uh, hands down, my humidor. Why does that not feel like a necessity to me? It is a necessity to me because because I'm a smoker. So so yeah, I, I absolutely have to have my, my my cigars for me. So I even have a portable humidor that I take with me, so it keeps my cigars well humidified when I'm traveling. I'm speechless, but not surprised. I can't uh, really <laughs> a humidor on a road trip. I I do not leave my house <laughs> whether I'm flying or whether I'm driving. Um, I always pack cigars with me. Um, and I have had cigars in Hong Kong, China. Um, I have had them in London and Paris. I have had cigars all over. So I, I do not leave the house without uh, without cigars. I think it's like the American Express card for you. Yeah, yeah, it's a cigar. Yeah, it's yeah. everywhere you want to be. Um, I I uh, if there was something I miss it, but I don't want to carry it, and that's my espresso maker. Um, because I, so, so if you've known me for any length of time, um, I'm a creature of habit. Uh, you know, I go to the gym, I then come home and I, and I have a cappuccino or I have espresso and, uh, coffee really sucks, um, at a lot of hotels. And, and I find myself just, uh, you know, kind of muddling my way through And, and, you know, there's Starbucks and there's things like that, but there's something about, you know, when you don't have to leave your room or, or you know, you, you, you can still start to be in your sweats, or your pajamas or whatever in the morning and have a cup of coffee. I really like that. And that's, uh, you know, uh, really appealing to me. And, and when I come, when I come back from the gym at like, you know, cause I go there at five and then and when I come home, I'll, I'll have my cup of coffee and I'll like walk out in the yard and like check out my garden and all that kind of stuff. And so it's kind of part of my routine of sort of defragging my head and making sure that I am, I'm like ready for the day. And so when I travel, when it's really terrible coffee, um, I just hate it. And, and like, and like Keurig, like those little single, yeah. they, are, they are not good. <laughs> I, I didn't think yeah. they were that bad, but yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have, uh, I have two coffee makers. I have an espresso maker and I have a, I have a pretty nice drip coffee machine. Okay. So, so okay. Okay. If theoretically you were to go on a road trip, cause it sounds like you need to go on a road trip, but in order to do so, you need to take a U-Haul with you. Um, would you prefer to stay in hotels or to stay in something like a vacation rental, either Airbnb or the, the, the Verbo, VRBO, or there's some other ones that exist as well, like HomeSwap or, you know, anything that could be grounds for um, a millennial sharing kind of economy or a rom-com from the early 2000s? Well, you know what? I think, are, are you ready for our new segment, Dr. Marty? Um, I think I might be ready our, for our, our new, brand segment. new segment. If, our brand if you new segment. let me know what this new segment is, I will follow you there. For for everybody, Dr. Marty has not seen that I have developed a brand new segment for our show. Uh, this is for, we're, we're, we're going to start doing this every year. Um, it's going to have a different title, so we are working on it. But uh, we have Matt and Marty's Hot Tech for Hot Geek Summer list of must-haves. 
And we have spent minutes developing such an extensive list of, of apps and hardware picks that we like. Um, we actually spent more than minutes, but uh, we put together a list of apps and hardware that we think would be uh, excellent this summer. Um, now, we, we in full disclosure, uh, we a couple of these are sponsors or have been sponsors, but we really like the products. And so we thought that we would put together a list and share with you all some, some apps that we have found particularly useful as well as some hardware uh, that we also think is, is really good for the summer. So um, right on the top of our list is actually the Airbnb app. Um, for those of you that uh, don't know what Airbnb is or, or VRBO or Verbal as they call it is, there's a range of, uh, there, th these two companies have, have apps that are out there where you can rent people's homes. Um, we particularly like Airbnb um, just because of the level of filtering options that um, you can apply. And so and to answer your question, Dr. Marty, I, I actually lean more towards Airbnbs than I do hotels. Um, one, I think um, in most of the areas where I go to, um, they're more cost effective when it comes to space because you get a kitchen. I like being able to filter on a wide variety of things. Um, because I, you know, I want to make sure I have, you know, a, a place to put my computer. You can filter that. I think that they have sort of an enhanced clean, so you can make sure that your host um, takes those additional cleaning uh, uh, things in, into consideration. I like having a full kitchen. Um, you know, a lot of people doesn't bother them that much, but uh, particularly during COVID, um, we definitely saw sort of a resurgence of these Airbnb and VRBO, um, these uh, short-term rental options because people didn't want to be in a highly populated hotel. Um, not that the, I mean, we, we definitely want our hotel industry to come back. Um, it's a very vital industry to a lot of, a lot of communities, but for many people, um, the ability to be isolated yet still travel to meet loved ones or um, those that uh, they needed to go see for, for a variety of reasons. Um, Airbnb really did a great job dur during the pandemic of uh, making it very easy for people to sort of filter and find the space that works for them. Um, also, if you have special needs, um, Airbnb um, has integrated some really cool options into the app so you can kind of determine um, if, you know, you know, if a property um, is, is accessible. And so uh, th that was right on our top pick. And of course, you know, COVID is still prevalent. Um, um, as you said, Dr. Marty, we're, we're not out of the uh, out of the woods yet. And so um, it, it's a very good option. Um, and, and I also think that that uh, there's a lot of fantastic hosts out there where you can have a dialogue about the area. Um, and, it, and it's really helpful. So uh, so Airbnb was on the top of our list. I, I was just kind of curious, Marty, um, have, you, have you used this? Um, I, I know that I, I was just, so when you were traveling, you kind of mentioned short term rentals. I use Airbnb almost exclusively, but I know a lot of people really like Verbo, but I was just kind of curious what, what your thoughts were on this app. I use both. Um, it kind of depends on where you are, because sometimes there's a listing that's on one and not the other. Uh, I like both very, very much. There are some strange fees that you can find. Uh, it, it, it's kind of arbitrary with Airbnb. <clears throat> You'll get a stay that might be $49 a night, which is great. And then there's an additional $300 in fees. And like what happened? And then the same place on, on another app like Verbo might not have the same fees. And another place at 49 a night on Airbnb has $50 in fees. So it's really about finding what's best. But I totally agree with you that um, you can you can work through so many options. And it's very, very convenient. It's, it's really, really nice to book something on Airbnb. Um, and you kind of get a sense of which hosts you want to work with. Um, 
based on the rating systems. Sometimes it's inflated and you have to be overly friendly with them too because you're rating each other and it's part of that Uber kind of rating that everyone's five stars, everyone's amazing. It was the best cab ride I've ever had in my life. Uh, but I've had a lot of success with it. I had met wonderful people I really, really liked because uh, there's this kind of personal component to it. Almost all of the places were exactly what we needed. Um, and I, I would do it again in, in a heartbeat. I, I loved the road trip. I would, even if I'm, you know, I'm going to be traveling more this summer, I will be staying in Airbnbs later, especially when I'm traveling abroad. So big fan. I think it's, it's well worth it to get used to this kind of way of traveling. A lot of people are uncomfortable with it, but even now you'll get some of these major, like, like TripAdvisor, some of these other major, uh, travel sites are even offering Airbnb kind of accommodations as part of the options. So it's becoming more normalized to be staying in someone else's home. And uh, yeah, I think it's it was one of the better things around, around the pandemic, especially because they offered like super cleanliness. And you don't really want to be, the hotels did too, they, a lot of them did step up to, to the plate, but you, do, you don't really want to be wondering how many people are in a lobby to have your own entrance in your own place. Um, where you're allowed to wipe everything down one more time before you use it, um, to cook because you know where those ingredients have been that you wash the silverware. Um, I excitingly in my last Airbnb, um, I had forgotten to pack any underwear. And so in a swap base, <laughs> a swap meet at night in Tucson, Arizona, I picked up bags of knockoff underwear um, to get me through the next two weeks. And um, while I didn't have access to a washing machine, I did have a bathtub and I did have soap and having my own place, I felt completely comfortable knowing that I could cover the bathroom completely with hanging underpants and having nobody judge me for it because that's just what I had to do to get through this road trip. Well, I, uh, you said you bought underwear at a swap meet. That would never happen to me. That I, I, I would, <laughs> I would go to target before I would ever do a swap meet. I, <laughs> You are way more liberal in that area than me. That sounds it was, very frightening. It was unopened. It was unopened in its package, but I I had to wash it anyway somehow. Like that's not one thing I, I would feel very comfortable with. Anyway, I want to leave our audience with that thought for just a minute when we go to a word from our sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by Wet Panda Dry Bags. You know, it's pretty basic to think about dry bags, but it's so important. You know, when we're headed out to paddleboard or we're headed out to hike, um, I reach for my dry bag all the time because, you know, I have a digital camera, I have different equipment with me, and I am not always confident that my backpack is completely waterproof. So I just tuck it into my dry bag and I know that it's going to stay safe. And I even pack a wet panda bag in my gym bag because, you know, if I'm swimming, I can toss my swimming suit into the dry bag and close it up. And I know that the rest of my bag isn't going to get wet and nasty. So check out Wet Panda. They are exclusively sold on eBay. Just search Wet panda dry bags and look for that panda paw thank you so much wet panda for your sponsorship of the sunday brunch and we are back the last image we left you with was underwear from a swap meet uh but but really folks uh we're here because we actually have the privilege of getting the lowdown from matt the tech geek who is the guru of apps to tell us what are his favorite apps for traveling, um, both in terms of, I guess, software and, and hardware as well. Um, and I'm going to take a back seat for a minute 
as he takes us through what his favorites are and why. And uh, I'm curious to hear how this goes. I um, I do have to correct you. You really need to call out the name of this segment because it's a very special segment. It, it has an official title. Matt and Marty's Hot Tech for Hot Geek Summer List of Must Haves. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so we should make we should make a calendar on this. We could be the hot tech geeks. <laughs> Although I'm not a tech geek, and right now I'm not hot. <laughs> I'm looking miserable. <laughs> Nobody wants to see uh, me and my in, in short smoking a cigar on a calendar. That's for sure. So. <laughs> Um, in some other apps that, uh, that we picked out. So speaking of accommodations, um, another app that's out there that, uh, not a lot of people know about, but it's one that is particularly handy is, you know, is a hotel based app. Um, and there's a lot of big ones that are out there, uh, hotels.com being one of them, but not a lot of people know about hotels tonight. And in this app is one that is, uh, it's kind of a nice little app that I kind of call a hack app. Um, what hotels do, and, and, and I haven't seen all the secret sauce with, with hotels tonight, uh, but it looks like they kind of get access to some unsold rooms. And so if you have a last minute um, thing going on this summer, you check out a baseball game or you go to a concert and you're like, on second thought, I don't want to make that hour long drive back home. I just want to catch a hotel. Or maybe you're out, you know, you know, having a good time with your friends and you're like, yeah, I, I just want to make the safe choice and just, just stay at a hotel. It's really close. The uh, Hotels Tonight app uh, does just that. So for kind of those quick, I need to book a hotel tonight or tomorrow, those type of things, uh, there are some really, really incredible deals that are out there. And uh, uh, both Marty and I have used this before in in Colorado, and it's been great. And you can actually get some really high-end hotels that are just shedding rooms um, and sometimes it can be 50% off. And so um, it's one of those apps that I, I always keep in my back pocket and have used um, uh, you, you know, quite quite often. And it, you have the same user experience as any of the major hotels website. You can check out their reviews and their photos and those type of things. But it's usually a very narrow window and it's like I'm booking it tonight or or tomorrow, uh, um, advantage of those last minute deals. So it's a, it, it's a really handy app for, for the summer if you need to grab a quick hotel room. I admittedly also have this app. And I use it, as, as you mentioned, uh, quite a bit. One of the things to understanding about this app is the more you use it, the better your deals get. And so you keep leveling up. It's kind of a gamified app. So you use it a few times. If you're one of those people that's going between Hotels.com and Booking.com and whatever rooms.com, Expedia, Travelos, all of those things, if you were to stick with Hotels.com, it actually does make it easier for you to get better deals. It feeds back on, on the fact that you use that a lot. And so you go to level two, level three, whatever level you're on. And they let you do this daily drop to make it fun to see if I book this right now, what extra special deal can I get? And they do one of those a day. So I'm a fan of Hotels.com. Uh, sometimes it isn't worth it, sometimes. But most of the time it's always it's worth a look. And you know, it's a free app on your phone. So if you compare it to other sites and it's comparable, I would use the hotels.com app because it does feedback onto itself. Yeah, and and uh, I, you know, I think, um, you know, I check out hotels.com. I use I, I use a variety of different tools, and so and so, yeah, I think I think that's a great. Point. Oh, that's what I meant. Hotels tonight, not yeah, hotels.com. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, there's too many hotels. Yeah, there's too many of those sites. But but I think you made a good point of like check out deals because you're never sure. I mean, sometimes even going directly to a hotel's website, uh, you can find some good deals. But but hotels tonight is it makes it pretty easy, and I found some. I've been able to snag some some really great deals down there. Now, when you're road tripping, which I think a lot of us are going to be doing, I'm considering it, um, there's lots of different elements out there and there's some really cool apps. Um, one of them out there is Road Trippers. 
Um, this app I was, I, I've tinkered around with quite a bit um, as I'm sort of thinking through a couple different road trips. Um, I found it to be a very enjoyable app. Um, you can just kind of say, I'm going from here to here and it helps you plan your route. Um, and, but what it does is it helps you, uh, plan, you know, some stops. It also will take you, if you want it to, it can actually say, Hey, there's some pretty cool things to see along your trip. Um, I know that, you know, when, when I was planning a trip to Yellowstone, um, these type of apps are really helpful. So you can kind of enjoy the trip a little bit more versus just stopping at gas stations. You can kind of say, Hey, how about we take a quick 30 minute break and we can check out some things. Um, on one, on, on when in using this app, it pointed out to me just kind of locally as I was tinkering around with it. Um, I just did like a quick, like, like 30 minute trip. Even being a native here to Colorado, it was like, did you know that there is this fruit stand that is famous for pies? And I was like, I had no idea. Um, so as you're planning your your road trip, um, check out the Road Trippers app. It's it, it's kind of a fun, um, easy sort of road trip planning app that, uh, I mean, even in your own state, you can learn quite a bit. I will definitely use the Road Trippers app. I think that's a brilliant idea. And it reminded me on our road trip, if you're going with buddies, um, or if you're traveling anywhere with buddies and not somebody who is necessarily a significant other or someone where you have a shared bank account, there's an app called Splitwise, which I would really recommend. And Splitwise allows you to keep record of every bill that each person pays along the trip that you have together. And as one person pays, they, they <clears throat> mark it down in Splitwise. And then at the end of the trip, the, there's a, a total that's made between the two of you and you figure out who owes who owes whom. And it's really, really convenient. I highly recommend split rise, Splitwise if you're going on a trip with, with a buddy or buddies, because then you can use it without like, oh, he never pays. Nope. Now you got it all on a ledger and it's one shared by all of you and it's really easy to use. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I really enjoy Splitwise as well. I mean, it's in and I even use it for like if we're if we're going out with like a group of eight or nine people, it's like you can quickly load into Splitwise and then and then everybody knows. And yeah, I, I really like that app quite a bit. Now, when you're on your road trip, you know, we hope everybody has very safe road trip experiences, but things happen. Um, and another app that's on the list is Honk. Um, I really like Honk because Honk is a on-demand roadside assistance app. So you can download it. Um, if you are broken down the side of the road, you can use Honk and say, I need a tow truck, I need, you know, any variety of sort of those roadside assistance. And it will look in the area and try to get you the assistance you need. Um, I kind of I kind of think of it as like AAA on demand. Um, so when you're traveling this summer and you're doing your road trip, Honk is kind of a nice thing to have, um, particularly because it can locate those those local services and, and get them out to you to help with your flat tire or help if you have car trouble out there. So, uh, you know, again, we hope that everyone travels safe. But I, I always tell everybody, if you're going on a road trip, install Honk. Will you use this in lieu of AAA or together with? AAA? I would, I, you know, AAA actually has a very good app. Um, I wouldn't use it to replace it, but I think if you don't have AAA or if you don't have roadside assistance with your, with your vehicle, um, because usually, you know, AAA, you, you know, you're paying for that roadside assistance and they, they kind of facilitate that. Or if it comes with your vehicle, which is always good to check, um, that, that that's a part of why you buy or lease certain cars. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use it to replace it, but if you're out of roadside or you don't have a service like, like AAA or AAA's app, 
Um, I think I think it's a great in between, and it sort of takes the stress out of like frantically googling for you know roadside assistance and trying to figure out where you know what town you're in and that kind of stuff. Honk kind of does it based on your location and can kind of find those services really close to you. Um, so I have found it to be really really handy. All right, I'm game. Sounds like a good idea. What else you got for us? Now, when it comes to preparing for trips, um, I am a list maker. Um, my husband is not. So my, my, my husband's packing program is you open up a suitcase for a week before and you just toss things in as you think about them. I am a list. I actually had a PDF list that I downloaded uh, several years ago and I have it actually printed out and it's in my luggage. That kind of goes over everything you could possibly want to have. And I check that list before I fly because I am very type A. Uh, but there is there is actually an app out there that's called PackPoint. Um, and PackPoint kind of takes the old packing list that we we know so well, and you can kind of say this is how this is the duration of the trip. This is where I'm going. It takes a number of different variables into play, and it kind of makes a more intelligent packing list. Um, I have found it to be just just a really handy, um, particularly when I when I go to to, to regions I don't know as well. Um, sometimes it's like, hey, if you're gone for seven days, you know, you might want to pack an umbrella. In Colorado, we're not we don't typically pack umbrellas that often. We jam them in our car, and then, of course we forget about them, and then they're useless when we need them. Um, that that's how we roll. And so, uh, PackPoint is 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 very easy, very handy, and uh, and and I've kind of been able to take my my paper packing list and kind of put it to the bottom of my drawer, and I just whip open that app. And I say I'm going to I'm going to be taking a road trip for you know for seven days, and it's going to make sure that I pack that uh, swimming suit and flip flops, which I often forget about. And it might have helped you uh, remember to pack some additional underwear there, Doctor Marty. You know, it also would have helped me remember to pack the appropriate amount of cold remedies just in case. Um, I did have to make a trip today. Granted, it's not like Chicago doesn't have everything, but I was like, oh, do I really have to go get vitamin C? Do I really have to go get lozenges? Usually I'm ready for that kind of thing, but this time, no, I've, I've, I've needed it. So PackPoint, Honk, these are new to me. I am going to use them. They sound like really good ideas, although I'm not a type A packer, honestly. I'm, I'm anxious, but I like chaos. I think I'm in the chaotic neutral category of D&D characters, um, so <clears throat> I like a little adventure. But for those countries that, that I'm going to, or for those regions that I'm going to where I don't know much, it sounds brilliant. It sounds like a great idea so that I can yeah for sure and you know if you if you are doing some airline travel uh, we also have some great apps for you all as well um, one of them that's been around for a long time it's an oldie but it's a goodie I I, I always recommend it to um, to all of my colleagues friends family and that's TripIt. Um, the reason I love TripIt so much is it takes a lot of the um, organization uh, around you know, all these confirmation emails and things that you get when you're flying and traveling and planning a trip and puts into one very easy to use app. Uh, what I what I really like about TripIt is, is you, you know, you install the app and then there's a number of entry points um, for it to sort of collect all of your travel aid information. So to kind of explain that is you download the app and then um, you can send TripIt or you can have TripIt monitor your inbox. I, I recommend you send it to TripIt. Um, but you can say, here's my airline information, here's my rental car information, here's my hotel or my Airbnb information. 
And what TripIt does is it organizes it in a really, really um, nice interface. And so w when you're traveling, it'll say, hey, you know, your shuttle is scheduled to pick you up at eight o'clock, here's your confirmation number. And then, um, then your airline, here's your airline information. And it just puts it one right after another and it makes it very easy to sort of manage your trip versus let me find that email for that shuttle, let me find that email for my hotel, let me find that confirmation number. It puts it in one really simple, easy use interface to, to add on to that, what I also really like about TripIt is you can share your trip with others. So um, I, you know, again, it's just a good safety measure when you're traveling. You share with your friends and family um, or, those, or those trusted people in your lives, your itinerary. And so they know, oh, uh, Matt has a shuttle that, that's gonna be picking him up at 5 a.m. Um, this is the flight that he was on, you know, all those type of things. And so um, TripIt is one of those products that continues to get better. And so if you're doing some traveling this summer, check out TripIt, it is very, very handy. Um, and it, it and it's one of those apps that I just I love because it kind of puts it all in one simple easy to use app. You know, it reminds me of when I'm traveling abroad and I don't know an area and I have to take some kind of weird transit in a language I don't understand. Um, I will I this is where I do get type A. I will normally print out everything and create folders for myself for a sequential of what's coming next, what's coming next. This app sounds like it solves a lot of. So I like that very much, that it could all be in one place. I don't know why it took me so long to even realize that this existed. I should have talked to you because you probably are the expert of all things uh, related to organizing and, and making sure that things are in order. But th that's the kind of thing that I'll definitely use. And it reminds me of another one that I always use when I'm traveling, and that's Google Translate. It's like one of the most useful things that has ever been created. Do you use Google Translate? It is it is absolutely essential to me, um, and and so my in-laws don't don't speak English, um, so you know I use Google Translate um, conversation feature, which is really helpful. And and for those of you that that don't know what that is, you can get Google Translate and you can just tell it to listen to two languages. And so um, you know when I'm talking with my in-laws, you can just speak. It will translate it into their language and then they can just speak and then it will translate it back and you don't have to interact with it. You don't have to touch any buttons. They'll just sort of sit there and listen. Stop um, it. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is excellent. Um, the other thing I really like about this app is it has an offline mode. So um, when I go over to China, um, I, I will download the offline um, library for um, Chinese and keep it with me, and it's and it's great um, for for spoken, uh, but also they they've built in some really cool options where you can type something out and then show your phone, and then it, it will actually put it in uh, into a different language. So it's it's oh my a great gosh. app. This is Star Trek, totally Star Trek. The automatic translation that happens. Now, I mean, clearly we've got a few other steps. I've never used the spoken mode. I remember when I was traveling back in the Stone Ages, um, and I would travel to Japan. Um, what we would have is, it was called an electronic dictionary. And they were expensive. They were a couple hundred bucks. You had this little thing that was the size of maybe a Blackberry. It had a little stylus on it. And you would try drawing what you saw uh, with, with the characters. And then you'd figure out what the English was. And you're using this thing fast and furiously. As a foreigner, you're always taking this out. You're like, uh, what does that say? And you're, like, you're scribbling it into your in this little note stylus thing. It's electronic. Um, you learn a ton of the language that way. But it meant that you had to have a certain level of mastery of understanding how to even write the characters in the first place and how to get around and, and you know, get the context of it. I mean, this Google Translate thing takes all, like anybody can actually travel. And, and that is awesome. So for the, um, the non-app world, if we, if we were to go into 
this as you mentioned it this this is our hot sexy hot sexy hot geek tech something hot 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 geek summer <laughs> Uh, well, also part of our hot tech for Hot Geek Summer list, we also have a wide range of hardware. And so we wanted to choose some hardware that both um, is affordable, um, and we mean hardware not only like technology, but just some products that uh, we particularly like. So just kind of jumping into um, one of the products that uh, I thought was, was particularly fun, if you have some additional money in your pocket, is the Sonos Move. Um, we haven't really talked about Sonos a whole lot. Uh, but they are really well known in the audio industry of uh, really pioneers around wireless speaker technology. Um, I, I, I started working with them very early on and they've developed a, 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 I have Play 5s, I have the first generation Play 5s and Play 1s and those type of things. And so what they really did was pioneered wireless um, speakers where you, and this isn't, this isn't Bluetooth, um, this isn't AirPlay, like they, they were the first to really develop a, a really nice wireless experience where from a phone you can get to all of your different music libraries. And they've really evolved with a lot of the streaming services and they provide, in my opinion, a very good quality product. And so um, I've sort of grown with Sonos and um, I've seen the highs and lows of all their, all their products. Um, but I have Sonos speakers in almost every room of my home. Um, and they came out with the Sonos Move as a wireless outdoor speaker. Um, and, and I call this sort of the, 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 uh, the speaker Apple should have designed um, because it's a really good high-end wireless speaker with a very nice docking station. Um, and, and it's very easy to just take out with you. Um, and you can connect your Spotify, your Apple Music, all those type of things to it. Um, and so, yeah, so if you're, if you're headed out um, or you're having a barbecue, um, you don't have to wire outdoor speakers. You can just have this thing on a dock. Um, you know, I, you know, you know I, I think it's good to have in your office. And then when you need it to be portable, you just pop it off the dock really easily and you can take it out, out the backyard. I mean, it has a great battery life um, and also a really good style to it. So that's sort of um, the top of my list. And I, and, and Marty, you've seen my Sonos setup, uh, which, which, uh, I, I, I think I have too many of them in my house. Um, yeah, I don't know how to touch that. I, I wouldn't have put that as necessarily a travel must-have, but I do have many friends who really do want to be set up in their new environment, especially if you're using like a, a residence that you're renting from someone. And let's say you're in wine country and you just bought a few bottles of something and you want to grill outside and you want to take some kind of uh, ambiance with you and maybe have your cigar afterward. Um, having a speaker like that, I get I get the people that want to do that. Uh, it, it's not my thing, I'm not an audiophile, but I have many, many friends who are, and that sounds like it would be right up their alley. Yep, absolutely, yeah, and, I, and I'm big on music when I travel, I always like to carry with them, and, uh, and Sonos is just, it's definitely, and this is the most expensive item on our list, uh, but definitely a nice, a nice little luxury piece. Um, another item which continues to get better, and I and I consider this very essential to my summer, uh, whether I'm traveling or I'm going to the pool, is I love my Kindle. Um, I have dropped so many books in water and gotten them to get swelled up. It's even worse when I'm borrowing a book from somebody um, or when it's a library book and then I have to pay to have it replaced. Um, my Kindle's really nice because I can take a lot of books with me. Um, and the Kindle Paperwhite um, made our list this year and also it's waterproof now, which I think is a really, really nice feature. Um, I like taking all my books. I also like that um, Kindle has a really cool uh, service uh, connection with Audible. So if you are an Audible subscriber um, and your book comes with Audible, 
as you're reading books in your paperwhite uh, and you jump in your car, it will sync with your Audible book. Um, and, and for those of you that don't know what Audible is, it's kind of like books on tape. Um, when you jump into your car, your 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 books on tape, your Audible um, will be synced with your book. So whatever page you left off on, um, Audible will will be lined up. Um, I, I have always loved my Kindles. They've just gotten better. And the display is really nice, If particularly if you're like on the beach and you have direct sunlight. Um, if anyone's used an iPad or, or an Android tablet or anything else like that, it's really hard to read in that environment. And also, who wants to take a $1,000 or $2,000 tablet with you or $700 tablet with you and have it get ruined? Um, and the Kindle Paperwhite, you know, is, is available at about 130 bucks. Sometimes you can find them on, on special deals. Uh, but I, I really I really like having it as a, as a good summer must-have for sure. Well, I like the waterproof idea of it. I've got a very basic Kindle which I love for the same reasons that you like yours. I haven't taken it um, with me. In fact, I didn't take any good reading material and I had some donated to me on the way that was in the form of the good old books to read by the pool, which was also nice. I, I, I do like the feeling of it, of an entire book, but um, I love Kindles. I think it's a great uh, it, it's a great device and that it's waterproof. When you were explaining to me of how many books you dropped in the water, I was imagining one of those old infomercials of like, are you tired of dropping your books in the water? And clearly, you know, you're so clumsy that you have to rip up a book and then throw it down in the water and then make your hands look like wah wah. I can't believe that just happened. But yeah, yeah, stuff happens. And that it's waterproof is useful, especially if you're around splashing people or yeah. you're a bathtub reader. Or, or the other thing is sometimes you have a water bottle in your bag and it's like, you know, there's condensation on it and it gets on your book. I mean, I've had those things happen before too. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a good pick. Um, one, one pick that we have on here and, uh, both Marty and myself, uh, use, we're using them right now are the one audio headphones. Um, and these are, and these are, you know, around 30 to 40 bucks. Um, as much as I love AirPods or, you know, you also have the, the, the Google equivalent um, that's out there and, and, and wireless and wireless headphones are great. I use them for the gym and everything. But um, if part of summer is you sitting and relaxing and wearing a comfortable set of headphones, having a better audio experience. And I know I know headphones can uh, be three, four hundred, sometimes five hundred ridiculous amounts of price. But if you just want to like, just a good set of headphones. Um, to listen to some music, the One Audio headphones are great, and that's One O N E, and then Audio O D I O headphones um, are really comfortable. If you have a huge noggin like me, they fit. They're very comfortable. They have kind of these soft, um, you know, you know, ear, you know, you know, ear covers. Um, I really, really like my headphones. So if you were to say, I like these headphones too. I, I won't lie. Um, if you were to say that there were like two to three more must-haves that you had to bring this summer. Um, what would you say needs to be included on this list that, that we haven't talked about so far? Well, I think um, kind of the ones that come to mind uh, are, are two. So one of them is our sponsor, and that is uh, Wet Panda Dry Bags. So um, I've, you know, I've, you've probably heard that ad multiple times. They are a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, but Wet Panda Dry Bags are, are great. Uh, when I go to the pool or I go to the gym, um, I put everything in, in one of the Wet Panda Dry Bags. And at the price point of five dollars for some of these, I think that they are they are a great thing to just just keep with you. Um, so that's certainly one of them. Another one that I I also like that a lot of people I'm surprised don't know about them, uh, but they're called packing 
packing cubes. So, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I do like to have a good packing list and I like to make sure that I pack things, you know, well and keep things organized and everything. Uh, but I really like Shack Packs packing cubes. And what they are is, is sort of thinking them like a, like a drawer for your luggage. They kind of zip up, you can see inside of them and you can put all of your various clothes or items inside of them, but they go into individual cubes. They also have a really great warranty attached to them. So road trip or flying, um, you can just put everything in these packing cubes. And if you uh, have to go through some sort of more deeper level inspection of your luggage, it's very easy to take these items out. And what I have found is um, TSA or, or other sort of, um, you know, you know, agents who are looking through your luggage, when they see the cubes, they can sort of feel their way through the cubes to see if there's anything solid inside of them. Um, so th there's no guarantee that they won't ask you to unpack them. But um, I really, really like Shack Pack, and they, and, and again, I uh, they have a great warranty. One of mine uh, got torn. Uh, you can kind of see through them through through sort of a mesh. Um, and they sent me one, you know, you know, within a couple of days. So so packing cubes are are uh, are definitely a, a must have item for me. So I, I'm getting a sense that you're an organized person. Ha. Um, that you like to keep everything uh, dry as another important point, and that you, music and sound are very important to you in general, and, and reading. Yeah. These are the important parts of your trip. We mentioned an Instapod already, or an Instant Pod already, or some variant thereof for a road trip. That would be my hardware, uh, hardware plug to take with you if you're on a road trip. If you're going to be flying on an airplane, uh, well, it sounds like the... The, the dry bag from from the company's called Wet Panda. Yep. Wet Panda dry bag. Wet Panda dry bag. Yeah. That sounds like an awesome idea. Um, given that, especially one of the things I hate is when you get to your destination and it's pouring outside and near the top of your bag is some really important paper that ends up getting soaked and bent and runs through. So I do like, or your passport or something like that, that that's sitting in there. So I, I like that idea for the, the plane trip as well. Um, maybe you'll make me a better man and get me to organize things one day when I'm actually packing for a trip. Packing a lists, packing lists. I, I do that. I, do, I like, <clears throat> my packing doesn't involve cubes. It, it's rolling up things and praying it, my suitcase closes. It's more of a religious experience with me. We have some holidays coming up. I can send you some shack packs. So, thank you, thank you. I, I have a friend who once referred to me as a chaos muppet, uh, which I think is kind of how I like to live my life. Uh, but all that being said, I do understand and I agree with, and I would absolutely support all of the things that are on this list. I think they sound like great travel additions. I use a number of them myself as it is, so I'm, I'm really not that chaotic. Um, and I gotta thank you, Matt, for putting together this hot tech for hot geek summer list of must haves. This is something that- uh, Hashtag hot I'm, geek summer. <laughs> I'm gonna refer back to this a lot and I hope our viewing audience gets to, to refer back to this a lot. And whatever you decide to do this summer, whether it's a staycation um, or you're gonna see the world because you've been holding out for 16 months from seeing the world, um, just stay safe, stay healthy, um, eat some brunch, uh, go change the world, subscribe, get back to us, keep us posted with your lives, and looking forward to our next show. Thanks for listening to The Sunday Brunch. Before we go, show some love to our podcast by leaving us a review. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or you can check out our website at sundaybrunchpodcast.org.
You can also reach out to the podcast via email at thesundaybrunchpod at gmail.com. That email address again is thesundaybrunchpod at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail, and this is for U.S. callers only, at area code 970-627-7445. Again, that phone number is 970-627-7445. Thanks again, and we hope you will join us next week.